RadioInfluence.com. Okay, guys, we're here with Caitlin Moody. We have been chatting about getting you on the podcast live here at Synapse, so thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. It's thank great you. to be here. You head up client success and strategy um, over there. Can you just share with me a little bit about what you do? What the company does, what you do. Yes, of course. So we are a climate tech startup. We use artificial intelligence and machine learning to understand a building's energy patterns and usage. And then we help our customers um, manage their energy usage to save money and save energy, to help eliminate energy waste. That's amazing. Is it mainly uh, commercial or residential? Because I find this very fascinating. I'm very interested in it. So we are... Target audience is um, commercial and industrial buildings, uh, and eventually we're going to be able, and multifamily buildings, mixed-use commercial, and eventually we're going to scale and expand to include single-family residential. Awesome. And this isn't solar, right? This is different from solar? No, this is a, so our software goes on a hardware device, and we hook it up to a building's meter, and then we use our software to understand the building's energy patterns. Wow. Yeah, so for example, um, think of COVID. Everybody, at the beginning of COVID, everybody had to stay home. Right. So if you had our device on your building and you were a customer, the device would alert you that nobody was there, nothing was being used, so they would turn off your lights or whatever was happening. It would help you manage whatever asset you have that uses energy, and then you would save money on your electric bill. So some people who don't have our device or something similar, their electric bill stayed the same when they shouldn't have because nobody was there. So we would help you manage your... Got it. Yeah. Nice. Is that kind of how the company started was during COVID? No. So Salisa Barian, the CEO and founder, worked for the utilities... The utility utility company for about 25 years, which is that sector, sorry. Um, And so she has this knowledge that a lot of people on the policy side, my background, is they're lacking. And so she saw a gap, filled the gap, and started this company in 2016. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and then I'm sure with COVID, business probably just boomed. Yeah, we're growing, we're scaling, we're raising our Series A now. Our team is expanding. I do customer success and strategy, but right now it's all hands on deck. Whatever we need, we do. So a lot of operation stuff. Uh, I became the IT person recently trying to find a laptop. I'm not an IT person. Wearing lots of hats. (laughs) Yes, um, but it's fun. It's good. It's a different experience. And I moved into the startup world because I wanted this experience. Right. Uh, The startup world is definitely very exciting. Obviously, being here at Synapse, all these Mm -hmm. innovative companies. But you mentioned that, like, you have a really good, healthy work environment. Yes. And, you know, we're all about sharing at, you know, and being able to understand, like, what does that look like? Because you come from, you know, a really healthy work environment. And can you share with our listeners, you know, maybe some some tips or things that you've noticed that attracted you to COI and, um, and what they can look for when they're looking at culture in an organization? Yeah, of course. So... I, my previous company, I knew I was leaving, so I had um, a lot of time to look for a job, so I was very selective in the company I went to next, and uh, it took me nine months to find Salisa and COI Energy, and when I was interviewing, 
uh, even th- throughout the interview process, everybody I spoke to, they it just they were kind. They were like, everybody's kind in the interview. I want to say, but the, the COI specifically, <laughs> I walked away from my first interview with. Um, uh, a, a, a former employee at COI, and I was like, I don't know how, how that went, but I think I could be friends with this person. Like, we just, I, I don't, I've never walked away from an interview feeling that way. Right. right. And I was like, she could be my friend. Like, I hope that we actually stay in touch. And I was like, that's kind of weird, but that's how it's been the whole time. Every single person I interviewed with, going to the company and meeting my team, and everybody comes in, like, we hire people who have that same mentality and energy. And Salisa is unique. She, I, I call her a unicorn because I've never had um, a boss or I've never known a CEO or a founder who has been so supportive and uplifting everybody around her. And it's everybody at COI Energy, but also at her other nonprofit um, or other companies, which are nonprofits, uh, CO, the COI Ladder Institute, which helps female founders and then Strive Organization that helps uh, kids in uh, marginalized communities learn STEM. She's just, I don't know how she does it all, but she's incredible. She's right, I kind, love that. She wants you to grow. She like encourages you to work, go up, move, step outside of the box, uh, your comfort zone, and do things that you wouldn't normally do. And yeah, that's how every boss or leader should be, right? Mm-hmm. Like encouraging you to grow and step outside your comfort zone. And I think that to have a leader like that is very like not everyone's like that. So no. that that is unique. And I mean, you're you're. It's great that you found a company like that. Yeah. It, yes. I, I like that perspective. I didn't expect you to say that. Where, <laughs> hey, you know what? When I'm interviewing with the company, I felt like I could be friends with that person who was interviewing me you know that that's something that I don't think a lot of people go into an interview hoping to get out of it right I didn't expect that yeah yeah but in the long run they are going to be your friends you're with them every day so that's important yeah we we I mean we interviewed for the company but we started talking about like other energy related topics and how to do different things with like behavior change and it just was, we, it was a great interview. I could have talked to her for hours. Yeah. And especially for like a, a company in the industry of energy, like mm-hmm. how do you make that personable and exciting and, you know, but sounds like she does and that's the type of environment that, you know, we all want to work for. Yeah, it, it was, it's great. It's a great place. And it's a startup. We're raising Series A right now and so... We're busy. We're busier than normal, or when we first started. Mm -hmm. Um, I work very long hours, and I still wake up every morning loving my job, ready to get to work. I don't know how the hours and time goes by so quickly (laughs) during the day. I'm like, no, I need more time. Uh, But I can, I yeah, I'm very passionate about it, and I'm passionate about energy, clean energy, and the environment, but just this company and the the environment that Salisa has created is Mm -hmm. wonderful. So... Once you got the job, right, she obviously embodies a lot of positivity that you would want from a boss. Can you share what how she, how she is to work with or some, maybe a couple of things that you see that's like, okay, yes, that's that's the type of positivity or, um, you know, that you want to see from a, from a boss? Yeah. Lisa will ask um, very targeted, pointed questions uh, when you come to her with a problem or an issue and you need help figuring it out. Um, but she asks them in a way, because she already knows the answer, right. but she'll to help you think and grow and figure out the resources that you need and in a way that's supportive mm-hmm. and that doesn't make you feel like you should have known this or... 
right. I bet she's a good, shouldn't have asked her that question. Parent. Because I'm trying to think of, like, that's how I want to be with my kids. Yeah. Like, help them think and grow rather than just tell them the answer. Right. That's a great quality. Guide them down. Like, empower them to figure yes. out the, the solution by themselves. Yeah, and recently she'll say, why are you asking me that question? <laughs> well, because, uh, you know, it's... I didn't know if you a whiteboard. We're putting up. It's so silly, but like I didn't know I, if she's already decided where she wanted to hang other things. She's like, why, why are you asking the question? Right. It's like, well, she's like, you put it wherever you want. If that's where you want it, we'll move to the other stuff. And I was like, Aww. great. Right. She, Love that. Thank you. It, that makes sense. She definitely makes it a safe place because she's like. We can move it. It's fine. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not the right. end of the world. Right. And, yeah. mm-hmm. Right. And that's how you learn by making mistakes or mm-hmm. putting it somewhere and then having to move it later. Then you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I should have just put it there in the first place, for example. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then she, she I can identify and knows like when I'm hesitating with certain things and what, and that my hesitation or my doubt in myself like I know the answers and she will in a very nice and positive way like it's, she'll call them out and be like you're doing this because of this experience or that experience and you know you know the answer and I need you to use your voice and speak up because you need to be more confident in yourself and then she'll point me to the resources that are the incubators that we're a part of have um, for like leadership development or public speaking or whatever because she wants me to grow I love that and then she promotes when you work hard she doesn't wait for a year or two right. years the review if you are doing your job and you're doing it well you get promoted appropriately within the time frame that makes sense and mm-hmm. she's not shy about it we have interns who have been promoted to full-time employees so there's somebody at the company who has been promoted two times within a year two or three times within what a year they're full-time staff they deserved it they worked hard i'm glad you said that because i think for you know the ones that are in those management positions that are listening i think that's important to know it's not just once annually maybe you'll get promoted yeah. right yeah it, it should totally. be when someone's excelling at what they're doing and putting their all in and you, you need to be acknowledged and moved up right mm-hmm. like you want that person to stay and to be motivated to mm-hmm. mentor others right and, and hire and yeah. meet them we have an employee appreciation programs things people who are doing well or have done accomplished a big project they get recognized internally in the company and they get a reward of some sort whatever that is depends on the project um and she she recognizes the hard work in many ways so it sounds like and from what we were chatting with you want to be a mentor as well for other females coming into the workplace or just in the workplace right and kind of figuring out where they fit yeah i grew up in rural upstate new york and a very small town that doesn't have a lot of money a lot that financially is not it's a small, small town in rural upstate New York. Uh, and so I, what I have done to help kids who are in my high school is I've created a scholarship program. Uh, and um, so a graduating senior every year can win this award. They have to be, show an interest in clean energy or environmental sustainability because the, there's not a focus on that in the school right now. They teach science, obviously, but like not specifically clean energy and sustainability. And so if, they sh- if they've shown an interest, they win an award to help go towards the tuition or books or something for that first semester. And then they have to do a project during that first semester uh, related to environmental sustainability or clean energy to win the second part of the scholarship. And I 
give them all the resources I have to complete that project and my help and support. And um, but they have to take the initiative to do it. So I set them up, and they have to do it. Is it is it only in that area of up just my high school? Oh yeah. my god, it's just yeah. from your high school. Yeah. So you created this started. award. Yes, that's awesome. I, I love to expand. Love that. So when did you start this award? Was it last year? Twenty nineteen. 2018? 2019. 19. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Just the... I don't know. I'm, I'm so amazed. Like, I would love to do something like this. How did you even start that? Right. How do you create an award, a, a scholarship award, yeah. right? How did you do that? I, I, small town, a lot, of, a lot of money. I didn't grow up wealthy, and I didn't want the kids from my high school to have to do what I had to do and struggle to make connections and network and have the resources, and so I wanted to help. And I don't, I still have a lot of student loans, but I, I do what I can. And then eventually, we, you know, we'll, I'll grow the company, or this, the nonprofit, um, and fundraise or raise money through like 5Ks or 10Ks or something that brings in the, the health component and then um, expand the scholarship program. And the, So you had to yeah. create like an event to, to raise the money for the scholarship? Eventually, yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, just pay for it and give them my resources and hopefully they I would love to like clean energy. <laughs> talk more about that, learn more about right. that because I feel like that is such an amazing thing that you did. Like to for someone who has that passion to, to help others and upcoming seniors, I feel like it's amazing. We'll yeah. have to get more yeah. details. They don't have the that. resources that Right. Yeah, and so it's hard. It was hard for me to get started. I worked I played sports in high school, I worked, and then I would go to the local grocery store and work. And then in college, I would work two or three jobs and put myself through school. Same with grad school, because we didn't have the resources. And so I want to bring that to them, and I want to create a network of support. So then, even after they graduate college, they're in this now network to help other kids coming up through and uplifting them. That's amazing. I love that. I'm so glad you shared that, because we did talk about that earlier. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I feel like a Live Bold and Boss Up award, scholarship uh, award. Yeah. It's <laughs> a great you idea. The high school. Right. You, you were with cheerleaders. Where, what was the team that you were with? Well, we both cheered on the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, so right locally, you can right. find some school right. organizations here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. both grew up locally, so I think we have some brainstorming to do. Maybe yeah. we'll have to talk more over, once yeah. you move down here, yes. over drinks, lunch, whatever. <laughs> Love that. Yes. That would be yeah. great. Awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by and being on our podcast. Yes, thank yes. you for having me. I look forward to like seeing what's next for you and <laughs> COI Energy and yeah. the you know award and, and everything like that. So mm-hmm. thank Good you. Stuff. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This is a dark to light with Frank and Beans Quick Fix on Radio Influence. So Frank and I are joined today by Cash Patel. He's back on the show after much change and a lot of growth and a lot of just exciting stuff going on with you, Cash. Thanks for joining us today. Good old Durham. He's still giving the FBI a pass, Cash. I think publicly, yes. But I think you have to remember he's indicted the FBI lawyer who lied to the FISA court. You know, look, as a former federal prosecutor, spent like three, four years sometimes building international terrorism cases before I got to the X on the indictment. You know, this guy's in year two of the largest criminal conspiracy I've ever seen. And he's doing it with like five guys. So between that and like the pleadings he has filed, you put 24 people in the grand jury, including the leadership at the FBI at the time 
when the whole Spygate nonsense started to likes of Peter Strzok and all these other losers. So I don't know that he's given him. A, I mean, think the public thinks he's giving him a pass because they haven't seen any indictments. But I truly believe those indictments are coming this summer because it's not easy building this kind of case. Man, it's hard. So fine. We'll take that as truth. The reason why I'm saying it is for no other reason than he's still saying, hey, Sussman, you lied to the FBI. And because you did, this is what the FBI wasn't able to do. And basically mm-hmm. pinning it on Sussman, which I got to be honest, Throughout this entire story, I never imagined for a minute we would be looking at Joffe for the spying. Never. <laughs> right? Nobody knew who that guy was. No, did you? I mean, exactly. Who the hell are these names? I don't know who these names are. Devin and I have been talking, obviously Devin and I talk all the time, and we had no idea who Charles Dolan was. We had no idea who Joffe or this tech company or this university relationship was. And the reason that we take that as a sign is we were the guys running Russiagate in Congress when we had the majority and we didn't find this stuff because we knew people were hiding stuff from us. Yeah. And um, and at least John Durham is getting it yep. right. Like we were, we were hovering around this stuff and couldn't even find it. So I'm actually excited that he got to this level of corruption. Uh, it, it's not easy. Dark to light with Frank and beans can be found on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn radio, Google podcasts and radioinfluence.com.